Thanks for tuning in to Black on Black. My name is Chris Randall. If you're wondering what Black on Black is, Black on Black is um, conversations um, basically that black people need to have. Um, with everything going on, um, right, you have this racial thing that's going on um, and at the same time, um, black people needing to um, build their equity, um, gain more equality, um, more representation, all of those things. So um, it's all kind of, you know, jumbled up uh, together, you know, um, because if everything uh, in society was, you know, magically um, fixed as far as how black people are viewed um, and all those sorts of things, if we treated everybody uh, equally from this day forward, there would still need to be things that black people needed to do, black people needed to address, um, black people needed to shift or adjust, you know. Um, so those are the types of things that we get into and that we talk about um, uh, here on Black on Black. So thanks for tuning in. Um, we're going to get started. Um, so uh, as always, this particular uh, broadcast is a um an extension of gst grow strength and thrive um and uh this is the podcast network um gst podcast network um so uh if you are not familiar with that or if you are not uh, if you don't know what that is if you want to learn more about it then um make sure you check out gstnow.org um that is my organization uh in terms of you know i founded it um, and it is for, you know, black advancement and, uh, getting to the point to where we can, you know, raise our equity. So, um, I will get better in the future at, uh, that intro and me <laughs> talking about it. This is uh, pretty new. I think this is our first, no, not first, second, probably official broadcast. Um, so there's always a lot going on in my mind as far as what to say and how to explain it and all that stuff. So anyway, that's what that uh, is. GSTnow.org. You'll get information about what it is and um, what our plans are for the future, what we hope to do um, in the future and what the vision is. Um, so make sure you check that out. Um, also, Grow, Strength and Thrive. GST is on Instagram. So if you're not following us on Instagram, um, go do that at Grow, Strength and Thrive. Um, more videos like this. Um, talking to different people, different um, ideas, um, different things that we're implementing um, or things that we're partnering with other organizations uh, to do. So on Instagram, check that out at Grow, Strength, and Thrive. Um, and again, once again, this uh, GST Podcast Network, if you are not uh, subscribed uh, on our podcast uh, network, then go do that. You can do that on Anchor. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Radio Public, Pocket Casts. Uh, it's about six or seven different uh, podcast platforms that we are a part of um, or that we're on. Um, so go check those out. In the future, I'm working on getting the podcast on iHeartRadio as well. So um, I just got to figure out where the link is. So that is that. Um, <clears throat> so, <clears throat> sorry, I wanted to start off by saying, um, 
it's important that if you are in a space to where you want to um, continue with this journey, you know, as it comes to, I mean, as it relates to uh, the black advancement or anything for black people that, like I said, you know, last week, be patient, um, know what your goal is so you don't get roped into um, unnecessary uh, interactions or, or conversations. I'm saying that because I'm going through the same process. Um, I, I think it's needed to be to be more outspoken um, and to talk about um, you know the things that need need to be talked about those hard conversations. So, with that being said, I got into two <laughs> Facebook exchanges last week, right? So I don't know if you've done this before or if you've seen what happens, but somebody posts about something and then you go and comment. And, um, and I did, I wouldn't comment it and I should, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have responded, but I did. Um, so the first thing I'll say is don't waste your energy. Um, if it's going to, if you using your energy or you conversing with people and talking it out, if it's going to lead to something, if, if you want to learn and the other person or the party wants to learn, go for it, do it. It's needed. We need to continue to do that. Um, however, you can kind of see where somebody is uh, mentally um, when they post. You, you, you can tell if you want to get into an exchange or into a back and forth based off of the post. You know why they're posting. They're making a statement. They're saying something. Um, so with that, if it doesn't align with, hey, let's learn and let's grow, um, then you shouldn't get into it. Um, and I'm saying that to me because I definitely got into it and it, it started just a bunch of response after response after response. Me and those, you know, two people happened two different times. Me with one person back and forth, back and forth, because I'm explaining. Um, and a part of my explaining is I'm kind of frustrated while I'm typing. You know, why, how would you, why could you, you know, why would you say this and this and this is going on, this is going on, this has been going on, this is history, this is da 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 da, da. But I should have known right off the bat, because of what they posted, that they didn't really want to um, learn. They just wanted to give their facts to say, hey, counter. It's kind of like a bait. I'm going to give my facts or I'm going to give my opinion. Now, boom, you come and prove me wrong type of thing. And that's not really the conversation, at least for me. That's not the type of conversation that I want to get into and that I want to have. I don't want to get into this prove me wrong situation or prove me wrong conversation. I want to present some things and you go, oh, okay, I can see that. And then you present some things and I go, oh, okay, I can see that. Like you, you, you're intentional about that type of conversation from the beginning. This is a conversation where we're both going to listen and learn. Um, and that really wasn't what they wanted to do. Now, of course, this is my opinion, but I've already had the exchanges, so I know that that's kind of what it, you know, what it was. So if you find yourself in that scenario, just kind of stop and think, what is your goal? So yeah, that's kind of, that's what that is. You know, be careful when you jump into conversations. Don't 
you know, get in and start swinging and fighting just for the sake of swinging and fighting. Um, if it doesn't align with whatever your purpose is for whatever you're doing for black people, then don't get into it. Um, some people just want to continue to think how they think. Um, so anyway, yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on that because I'm trying to keep it at 30 minutes. So um, let's get let's continue. Um, do I want to say that? Yada, yada, yada. Um, so yeah, boom. Um, we when we're talking about th these racial things um, and the, and the equity that we you know need and how we need to move towards equality, um, you you, you got to understand that we can't move forward without addressing um, the past, right? Um, and we can't address it. Um, or deal with it or lead any kind of mental shift um, unless we, you know, address it. And here's the thing about this. Um, and this is why black on black is important. White people can't address and, and deal with these things or whatever, because there's no they don't have the, the understanding um, that's needed to be able to address these things. And, and that's not bad. It's just that they haven't um, themselves lived through the different experiences that we're talking about. They don't have family who has who has lived through that experience because th this whole experience and this thing that we're talking about involves black people. So that's the reason for black on black. Um, but that's the, the reason that we have to kind of continue what we're doing and um, address these things uh, because they can't do it. They can help. Sure. They can help facilitate, you know, um, us going out to make these, you know, different changes or have these, you know, mental shifts, but they can't lead it, you know? So that's why it's important for us to continue to, to do that and, um, continue to do this so we can move forward because you can't move forward without addressing the past. Um, and you can't address the past or we address the past so we can adjust the future. That's why this is important. That's why anything that you are doing that is you know, positive and leading to change, that's why it's important. Um, and that's why we, we go to the past because there's this idea that uh, says um, you have to know history so you, so you won't repeat it. Um, so that's one of the reasons that we address the past because without that, that, that's, you know, you can't do things or not repeat things if you don't know what that is. So again, we can't move forward without addressing the past and um, we address the past to adjust the future. So keep that in mind. So that brings me to what this particular time is about. Um, black people have to address our black thinking um there's there's thinking that goes on um that we've either been raised up on um like our parents told us that because you know our grandparents told our parents that and it's just been passed down as far as um these different you know things that we you know think uh the different uh ways that we approach 
uh, certain subjects, the different ways that we approach and interact with each other, you know, as black person to black person. Um, and when we're talking about moving forward and all of that, you got to start to think about those things, um, those, those that black thinking, black trains of thought or black habits, all those types of things. We got we got to change those. Um, and we got to start to think in different ways, look at each other, um, look at each other in a better way, in a better light, you know, uh, because then that'll help us our, interact with each other um, more positively, um, more supportively. So one of those things, um, this comes from two different things that I have um, watched. There's something called, um, a video called Selling to the Negro. Selling to the Negro came out in 1954. Um, if you've never seen it, you can go to YouTube and uh, type in Selling, <coughs> excuse me, Selling to the Negro. Um, I posted it on my personal page, uh, Christopher Michael Randall, and then I posted it on um, the GST Facebook group page. So if you haven't um, liked that or joined that group, make sure you go do that. Facebook.com slash groups slash GST now. I'm pretty sure that's what that is. But it's on that page page as well. And if, if you can't find it on my page or that page, you can go to YouTube and type in Selling to the Negro. So Selling to the Negro, um, there's this um, white guy who hosts this particular, it's like a 20 minute video. And this is a video that at that time, again, 1954, they did research on, um, they talked to other business owners, and this was about how to sell to black people. Um, of course, this is at the time, I'm not sure when uh, desegregation happened exactly, but this is around that time. And they are explaining to white business owners how to sell to black people, how to, um, how to talk to them, um, what to you know, say in certain situations, don't try to upsell them. Don't try to sell them a different product. Yada yada yada. And the the idea is, uh, or one of the ideas in the video is, black people have been sold uh, faulty products before. They've been, um, you know, bamboozled uh, is the word that comes to mind. Uh, and 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 they don't they don't want that. They don't like that. They don't need that anymore. So sell them quality products and you are sure to get their business. Um, there's also another point that they make as far as they've had subpar items before, whether it's shoes or clothes, or hats or appliances, all these things. They've had products that basically um, were not quality products. So make sure you sell them top quality. Make sure, sure you sell them name brand uh, products um, because that's what the, the Negro wants um, because they want to think that or know that they have the same access as other people, um, you know, um, concerning those products. So make sure you sell them top of the line products. Now, why is this important to me? It's important to me because that's one of those black ideas and black thoughts um, 
this name brand type of thing. I wear name brand products. And I've, I've mostly seen it and experienced it with clothing. So I'll use that as my example. Um, I like name brand products. You know, uh, whether it's the shoes on my feet or the clothes on my black back, I don't want nothing knockoff. I don't want anything that's not real. You know, when I was younger in high school, it was, you know, polo and I'm old. So, you know, at one point it was, you know, Jabos and it was, you know, um, if you, if you were a, a woman and you were into purses, then, you know, Dooney and Burke and all the, this, the top of the line purses, top of the line shoes, top of the line clothes. I want top of the line because that, um, in a way is a, is a form of where I get my confidence. You know, I'm not poor. I, I want to wear the same things as other rich or wealthy or white or whoever. I want to dress like them and that's what they're wearing. So I want top of the line as well. So it's interesting that I heard this in this video selling to the Negro as far as their strategy when they're selling to black people because it was, in my opinion, it was a way to reinforce this idea of make sure you sell them top of the line because this is the thing that makes them feel good. This is the thing that makes them feel worthy and worth it and all of those things um, that was pushed. And it seems like because that was pushed back then, that's what we have adopted. And we have helped to carry that on. And that's important because all these things that we're buying that, that are top of the line, um, that are not cheap, you know, that are authentic, whatever, those companies are making a lot of money off of us and off of our need to um I won't say showboat because that's that seems kind of harsh um, and I don't want you to miss my intention um but our need to feel important to feel confident to you know feel like we are no different than anybody else um because that's where that's where all of this or a lot of this comes from as far as we felt like we've been second class because that's what we were told. And then that's how we were treated. And then we're treated that way for so long. Then when we're able to buy your products, you make sure you sell us those top of the line, high pricey um, products, because that's what's, that is a part of what's gonna make us feel equal to you. And it just makes, we do it even if we're not ready to do it or if we can't afford it. So we sacrifice being able to spend our money wisely because I need to fulfill this need that I have to be equal to you. And if clothes and shoes or cars or whatever um, allows me to do that, then that's what I'll buy. And as a, it doesn't matter if I can't afford it. If I have enough money to pay for it, then I'll buy it. 
because you got to understand just because you have enough money to pay for it does not mean you can afford it. That's not what afford means. So those are the things that um, I believe we got to go in and, and change. We got to go in and shift. Whether that means, first of all, understanding that you are uh, worth it and equal um, no matter what you have or don't have. That's important. Um, whether that means just because you buy something that is uh, the same product, but it may not be the most popular product, that's okay. That's a part of it. Um, whatever the ideology is, because a lot of times I think it's different for different people. Um, you got to start to really break that down. So you're not putting yourself in a position that is um, harming your finances, which then in turn harms you and your well-being or harms your ability and opportunity to go and um, grow your wealth. So oh, we got to um, we got to get into we got to break that. We got to break that down, you know, um, and a lot of times the, the easiest way to do that is when you learn something, um, then you teach it to somebody else. When you get to a, a new realization in um, what's important, then you tell talk to other people about that, you know, let them know, hey, you don't have to you don't have to buy this just to prove yourself to somebody. And if this is something that you need, you know, purchase whatever is most cost effective for you. Purchase it in the best, in the best way, you know, possible. Find other ways. If that's the item that you need, find other ways to buy it, to purchase it. You know, one thing that I think about is this is the computer that I'm broadcasting on is a MacBook Pro. And uh, there were several reasons, and it took a lot of thought for me to, you know, end up on this particular product. I had the money to buy it. I had the money for a while, and I was just trying to figure out which which product, which laptop I was going to get. Um, after finding one that was in the price range that I, you know, wanted to spend, um, ding a ding, I. Found it in a paper, and this was around the time when a lot of products um, are, you know, a lot of the prices prices are being, you know, cut in half or this percentage taken off because this was around Black Friday, around the holiday, you know, season. So if you have a big purchase item to buy, that's a good time to buy. So that's even a tip in and of itself. If it's something that you need to purchase that's high price. There are certain times when you can get money knocked off of it. So buy it at that time. So anyway, um, it was Black Friday holiday type of season. Then I went um, and some kind of way when I Googled, it was like, yo, you can buy an open box product, which means it's that product. Somebody bought it, but somebody returned it. So there'll be money, uh, additional money taken off because the, the product has been opened already. And that was how I got this this laptop for under that amount that, you know, it was new. It's still new, 
It's just that somebody bought it and then returned it, so I was able to save even more money. So even that bit of information is important to talk to people because a lot of times with black people, it's just information that we don't have. Because again, we're used to thinking how we're thinking, so we just go according to what we know at that time instead of getting more information. So anyway, we gotta break down those things, those thoughts that uh, will hinder us if we don't you know, start to address it. Um, the next thing that, that I'll talk about is, is business as it relates to uh, black people supporting another black business. Now, this particular idea comes from this book, The Color of Money. This is the book that I'm reading at the moment. Now, this book explains and talks about um, how black banks, um, their start and, and why it was difficult for them um, to, to thrive and to get business and, and yada, yada, yada. <clears throat> now, this talked about the, the beginning of black banks or a lot of black banks had their start. Um, they were connected to a church. The church was really big in um, trying to help black people. Um, uh, the black church was really trying to help, you know, black people advance economically. So they started to start th these uh, groups where they invested into black businesses and black people, right? So with them doing that, they started to uh, open up a bank, all right? So because they started to open up a bank, because it was likely for you as a black person to go to a white bank and get a loan, then boom, let's just go to this bank over here uh, because black people started it, black people run it, boom, that's what we need, I'm going over there. now. With that being said, uh, these black banks didn't always run the bank the, the traditional way in terms of b there being hard stipulations and hard criteria to um, in, order to, in order for you to get a loan. Because there are stipulations when you go to get a loan. Yeah, whether it's credit score, whether it's collateral, whether it's uh, payment history, all those things come into play. So what happened was, because black people came to the bank, um, the chances of you knowing this person on a personal level, like this is your friend, is high. So because your friend just came in to get a bank loan for a house or a business or whatever, <clears throat> you stop dealing with them as a client and start dealing with them as a friend. So whatever criteria you would put on a client, as far as you need this, you need this, and you need this in order to get this loan, you kind of started to ignore those things. And you said, this is my friend. I want to help my friend. So I'm going to give them this loan. And you ignore the fact that maybe this won't be a good idea because their payment history shows they um, have not always paid their loans back on time or they don't maybe they don't they don't have enough collateral and normally I would need this much collateral to be able to give this loan 
or normally this credit score, whatever reasoning you would put on a client, chances are a person that you didn't know, you start to not operate with your friend the same way. So with that being said, your loan will go, will default or something will go wrong in this process. Now you start to have a um, negative connotation towards your friend and this business of your friend having a bank. Now let's say that happened or something else happened because you still wanted to do this loan properly. You want your friend to be okay and you want your friend to not have to uh, get into trouble because they missed a loan payment, you say, no, I'm sorry, I can't give you this loan. Even though you're my friend, because of these particular um, criteria that you do not meet, I can't give you this loan. That also makes you look at this um, bank operator in a negative light because you're thinking, I'm a black person, you're a black person, you should help me out. So those types of ideals still find their way into the black community even now. Instead of looking as a black person and another black person who owns a business, let me make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to do as the client or as the person supporting um, because they're going to do what they're supposed to do as a business owner. Um, you start to ignore those things and just say, well, we should be working on a pro bono basis because you black and I'm black. Or even though it says this in my file and I should have this, just go ahead and ignore that part because you black and I'm black. So let's just do this thing because you know, we need to be helping each other. I'm helping you because I'm here supporting the black business. So you help me by giving me what I'm asking for or ignoring that part of the process. Let's just get this thing going because, you know, black on black, we need to stick together, blah, 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 blah. That does not, that doesn't help either of us. That doesn't help the client if something goes wrong. And that doesn't help the business owner if something goes wrong because now they're a part of, um, having to reverse something that they probably shouldn't have entered in in the first place. Because instead of looking at this person as a client, they started to look at this person as a friend. So all of those other things that are put in place to help the client and to help the business, those things are ignored. And we got to reverse that. If you want to support a black business, then do what's necessary to be able to um, enter into that business relationship uh, with the right policies in place, with the right criteria in place. Like they're, they're the business for, for a reason. So go into it with that mindset, not this mindset that, well, you should give me, um, you know, a shortcut just because I'm black and just because you black. Because the reality is we don't do the same thing when it comes to another business owned by somebody who's not black. 
if we go into another establishment and that person is white or, you know, Asian or any other type of ethnicity, if they say we need this to do business, then we go and get that. Typically, we might try to negotiate, but the fact is, if we want whatever they that business is selling or if we want to do business or get into any type of contract, we do what we need to do. And then when it comes to us, we hold this higher standard that says, well, I shouldn't have to do that because, you know, I'm black and you black and we should just do this thing. Or if something goes wrong, then it's like, oh, my gosh, how dare you bring me the wrong food? I've been out here for six minutes waiting on blah, 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 blah. How dare like. No. Both parties want to be able to advance after this. And if you default on a loan or if you get the wrong food um, or if you, you know, if something happens to where that uh, interaction is not 100% correct, that doesn't do well for either of us. As a client, then I'm upset because... You know, I didn't get whatever. And as a, as a business owner, um, that doesn't help you also. You know, and that's another part of it. If something goes wrong, then give the business owner a chance. Just like, you know, you would uh, most of the time, if something goes wrong with a business, we don't, I don't believe the average person cuts them off completely right then and there. There's some sort of way where there's another chance. There's a second. Let me try this again. So maybe that was a bad day or, or, or whatever. The food was good, but it wasn't exactly what I asked for. All that being said, we have to start to look at each other um, and open up our mind as it relates to what support is. Yes, support. Like I'm going to give you my money for a service. I give you money, you give me food, or I give you money, you give me what a tax service or insurance service or whatever. Yes, but after that, support to help me as the client to um, continue to have and grow faith in your business and then support as far as you as a business, um, me giving you that time to to grow and to get better and to hear feedback and all of those things. There's support that needs to happen after the transaction. But we need to at least start the transaction um, in in the best way possible. So whatever it is that they're asking for, um, work to do business with them uh, in a, lack, for lack of a better word, in a righteous way. Don't just assume that, okay, I'm black, you black, so... You know, going to give me a deal. Give me a, uh, you know, some ain't no, no, ain't no discount. Come on, black man. Like, nah, we can't, we can't do that. That does not, that type of thinking does not, does not help. It doesn't help us again as the client. It doesn't help them as the business owner. So... Yeah, there are certain types of black thought and black thinking and black habits that we need to um, t- 
tear down so we can start to advance the way we want to advance. And our businesses don't need any more um, atten negative attention uh, drawn to them. So we can help that by um, going into our business relationship with another black business that says, you know, I want to do my part as being a good client. Um, and I want you to do your part as far as being a good, you know, business um, and us work together. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I believe, I mean, I... We'll get into this again um, and other ways of thinking that we got to start to tear down so we can, you know, uh, continue to get to where we want to get to. But yeah, that's it. So once again, thank you for uh, tuning in. If you have not checked out the website, go and check out the website, gstnow.org. Um, again, you can find out about GST. Um, you can find the links to the GST podcast network. Um, on there, you can find out um, what we're working on, what we're planning, um, because we want to start to build a scholarship fund to help um, African Americans, you know, in college, you know, find a uh, or have an easier time to finish college. We want to help um, younger um, African Americans as far as um, building and attaining a skill. Um, so they can uh, use that for their, you know, advancement. We want to help out black businesses to um, upgrade um, things that they need to upgrade to have a better, um, you know, business. And so that business can stay and thrive so we can continue to support. So um, there are a lot of things that are, you know, going on um, as far as the website is concerned, um, even politically. We want to help get people more information about what's going on um, in their local elections and what's being voted on, um, what offices those are. Um, and we want people to, to know how those offices fit into their lives, how those offices um, benefit them um, and how they uh, affect you know, their life and their community. So that information will be there uh, as well. Um, so yes, check out gstnow.org. Um, also follow us on Instagram if you are not currently following us on Instagram at Growth, Strength, and Thrive. Um, as well as here on Facebook. There's a Facebook group. Um, so you can just type in Growth, Strength, and Thrive. Uh, you'll see our logo um, on there. So you just you know request to join. And then, um, yeah. That is about it. Um, so this is Black Friday. Um, thanks for checking out Black on Black. My name is Chris Randall. Um, this replay will be back on um, my page as well as um, the Facebook group. Um, and then you can subscribe to us on YouTube as well. You can see all of the episodes on YouTube um, as well. So go check us out on YouTube at Grow Strength and Thrive. So that's it, man. I appreciate uh, everybody. Share and uh, follow and um, repost this, you know, all of this, do all those things to help get the word out. Until next Friday, I will holler at you. Thanks a lot, guys.